Hey you, I hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to this week's episode of Chasing Nirvana. I hope you guys are ready for the journey. So this first segment is what I like to call Tell Him Why You Mad, Son, <laughs> okay? Um, and I grew up, I grew up with that saying, right? Tell him why you mad, son. Tell him why you mad, right? And sometimes I'd be a little annoyed and straight up and down mad about shit that happens in life that, of course, I can't control. But, you know, right now, why I'm mad is how easy it is to get married and how hard it is to get unmarried. <laughs> um, of course, getting married is so simple, right? You just fill out some paperwork, pay like $25, and then, you know, schedule an appointment, go down there, and happily get married with a couple of random-ass witnesses. Um, whoever's in the courtroom at the time can be your witness, or you could bring your own, whatever. And that was a really simple process. And getting unmarried, <laughs> divorced, is quite a little bit different, um, much more costly, of course. And not as pleasant emotionally. So I am in the process of being unmarried. Not quite yet. I'm separated. I've not started any kind of divorce process. And even that, that emotionally is extremely difficult to get to a place to where you're open, willing, and ready to go ahead and start that process. Because once you start, you want to complete it. Or, well, I know I will want to complete it. So... We'll see how that goes. Not as easy. Um, the emotions are not as pleasant, and the process ain't as pleasant, to be quite honest, and you have to involve other people. Like, you don't need an attorney to get married. Why do you need one to get unmarried? Like, make it make sense. Make it fucking make sense, because right now I am I'm still in the struggling phases. Like, I know that I don't want to be married, but I don't want to go through the process of getting unmarried. So... I'll let you guys know how it goes. And now I want to talk about my great escape from life this week. And this shit has got me baffled because I have never been one. I've never been one like, oh my gosh, let me go exercise. It's going to give me more serotonin. I'm like, no, just give me some Zoloft. It'll do the same thing. Um, But this past week I have been exercising. I have been getting out and getting moving and it has been a nice escape because, you know, I'm one of those people that I really don't like physical activity that does not include immediate pleasure. (laughs) So exercise has always been off my list. Also, I guess I'm getting to an age where right now I just want to be healthy for the sake of being healthy right? Like, I don't want to be healthy because I want to look a particular way. I don't want to be healthy because I want to feel a particular way. I literally want to be healthy so that I can fucking live because I decided that in my late 30s, I wanted to have a baby. And now I'm the parent of like a very small child and I'm in my 40s, right? 40s is young. Yes, yes, it sure is. But 70s isn't. And what I, of course, do today affects tomorrow. So, This week, my great escape has been exercising. We will see how long that lasts. Um, I have this idea in my head that I'm going to exercise every day for 30 days. And then after that, four times a week. So 
we will see. I have been successful all of the days. I've done at least 30 minutes of daily exercise, which has been great. And I won't say that I physically feel great because I don't. I actually physically feel worse right now. But mentally, I feel a little bit better than I did prior to that. I, maybe it's just the whole thought of accomplishing something. You know, um, I am a Capricorn. So, you know, checking shit off my list is definitely a high. Um, so we, like I said, to be determined. I live in Newark, guys. Come on. I live in Newark. It's hot outside. It's hot outside. And that's on what period niggas is going to get shot. I'm so sad that that's going to happen, but, you know, it's like the beginning of the month and it's like 90 degrees outside. So, people outside. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, now I'm going to talk about a little gossip, right? Like, (laughs) listen, I ain't the one to gossip, so you ain't heard nothing from me. But a little bit of gossip sometimes just makes you laugh sometimes just moves you along especially when you're having a hard time like I'm one of those people that like fuck my business fuck my business fuck my life fuck my life when shit is bad shit is bad I don't want to talk about it I don't want to think about it I don't want to deal with it you know what how about I be in your business because your business is much more entertaining than my business my business is my real problems okay your business is your real problems but your business is not my real problem so I can look at it and say hmm that's interesting Hmm. I wonder what I would do in that situation. Hmm. What did I do when I was in that situation? Hmm. Girl, make sure you don't get your ass back in that situation. So that's one of the things that I like to do. I'm all over these interwebs. Like it is no tomorrow. And the one thing that I saw on the interwebs this week is the McDonald's situation, right? Like, If you don't know, there was a guy who, well, there was a girl who, a woman, shall I say, and a man, they have a child together, but the woman also has three other children by other people, right? So I'm assuming that there was some sort of phone call or text exchange saying, hey, can you bring the kids something to eat? Said dad brought their kids something to eat. He picked up some McDonald's for his son and... The mother was saying like, oh no, my kid can't have this McDonald's because you didn't buy enough for my other kids, right? Granted, did you ask him to buy kids for, buy McDonald's for all of your kids? Did you say, hey, can you get my kids something to eat? I'm in a bind right now. Or did you say, hey, can you get our child something to eat, right? That's a big difference, right? Um, especially you talking about McDonald's. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can go there and go to like, I know they have like a dollar menu or a $2 menu or they have bundles and shit, but if you're just buying 100% food for four children, that could be kind of pricey depending on what size these children are, um, what kind of appetites these children have. You know, um, I'm still in a safe zone where I can get my kid a Happy Meal and she's fine, you know, but I also know that, like, if I have some other kids that's, like, 10 and 11 at my house, like, Ain't nobody eating no Happy Meals. They want full-ass meals. And if I got about full-ass meals for four-ass kids, then that is at least 50 fucking dollars, you know? Um, so anyway, back to the story. He bought his kids some McDonald's. She was pissed, saying that ain't enough for all of my kids. Um, my kid, Our kid can't have that food because they're not about to make their siblings feel left out. And you wasted your time, money, and effort by coming up here with McDonald's just for our child. 
his premise was like, bro, them your kids, them not my kids. You asked me to get food for my kid. You said you needed me to help out with my kid. Like, where are all those other kids' daddies, right? So I get it. Like, at the end of the day, you're not responsible for other people's kids, right? You're only responsible for your own child. They weren't together. It's not like they lived in the house together and that, you know, he came back to the house with a meal for just one child instead of, like, four children. You know, if that was the case, then he would have been dead ass wrong. Point blank, period. That's it. You don't bring home food for one child, two children, if it's six children in the house. If you guys live in the house, you need to make arrangements to make sure that everybody in the house gets fed. Which is dicey because sometimes cousins be staying over, best friends be staying over, all type of shit like that. But... You know, that's just how it goes. When you're in that house, you make sure that everybody's fed. In this instance, sis was dead wrong. Like, she was dead ass wrong. I get it. I was raised in an environment where you don't eat in front of other people, right? Like, you do not eat in front of other people unless you're sharing. And that's it. Like, no, when it's time for dinner at the house, your friends need to have already been well into going home unless your parents says that they could stay shit like that because it's so rude to eat in front of other people but at the same time like my man said where the fuck is their daddies where are their daddies did you call their daddies and ask them to get some food you know it's really not my fault if i'm the only one that showed up for my kid bro like them yo kids you should have been preparing to make sure that they ate at the end of the day twenty dollars can make a pot of spaghetti You know, like, get you some ground beef, a jar of tomato sauce, and some spaghetti noodles, right? And then you're good. Like, if you knew that only one of you, like, if you knew that only one of your baby daddies was reliable and it's the only one that comes through, you should have asked for something different, right? Like, as a mom or as a parent, as a single parent, because you're pretty much a single parent, you might be co-parenting with one of the dads I don't know what happened to the other three dads or if there's just one other dad or however many other daddies there are but you need to have the foresight to plan like at the end of the day if he only brought McDonald's in the past you should just ask him for $20 or you should just ask him for $40 or whatever it is that you needed to make sure that your kids all ate you know like and she was in the video saying I don't get my food stamps until xyz date so now Every single day in between there, you have to somehow prepare for them to eat, whether it is borrowing money, whether it is doing Uber, whether it is doing Uber Eats, whether it is doing DoorDash, whatever it is that you need to make this quick penny so that you can pay your kid, pay for your kids to eat. Um, so yeah, that was like so crazy because the internet went wild, right? So people were like, oh, he did as wrong. He should have bought food for everybody. Don't do that to them kids. They innocent, da 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 you know? But yeah, the kids are innocent, but the adults control the narrative around these kids' lives, right? These kids did not call nobody and say, hey, can you bring McDonald's? You know, or can you bring food? Or, oh, my mama didn't manage her food stamps right at the beginning of the month, so now we ain't got no food, you know? Like... All of that stuff was left out of the situation. You know, um, them kids did not call. You know, those kids did not call. And while, yes, kids are innocent, you know, shit, raising kids costs money. And the way this world is ending right now in this chaos and shit, ain't nobody got money to be raising somebody else's kids. Even if it just is every time I buy my kid McDonald's, bitches, that, that goes from $5 to $75 real quick.
So homeboy didn't get them kids McDonald's and the internet went wild. Memes everywhere. People talking about, oh my gosh, did the kids eat already before they go visit? You know, um, honestly, it's all about the history of that relationship, which seems to be a little bit chaotic, you know, um, and how you were raised and what you choose to do with your money, your time and your effort. Now I'm going to do what I would consider like some sort of self-reflection on myself, right? So there's two versions of this, right? One where I read myself for filth, right? Because although I'm growing, I still be doing fuck shit. I still be doing stupid shit. I still be, you know, like following my stupid ass heart instead of my smart ass mind and where I also give myself praise for doing what I said I was going to do. Because when you come through for yourself, that's the ultimate come through, right? So this week, I want to say that I'm over myself for always letting motherfuckers that don't deserve access to me have access to me. Now, one thing about me is that I'm loyal to the fucking soil. Like, to my own detriment, right? Like, so if I ride with you, I'm a ride with you. I'm a fuck with you. I ain't never, ever, ever cut anybody off without good-ass fucking reason, okay? Like, never once have I cut any person off or cut them out of my life without good-ass fucking reason, right? So, even in the process of cutting people off, because I'm such a nice person or I'm such a genuine person and when I love, I love extremely hard, it's hard for me to let go of situations specifically people that might not have my best interests at heart because I still have their best interests at heart so I struggle with that you know I struggle with people that I know have fucked me over still being a part of my life still wanting to talk to them still talking to them when I don't want to talk to them all that type of shit right so I am so over myself acting like I'm some sort of basic bitch that comes a dime a dozen because I don't and that's why everybody always wants to fucking stay around right and I have to remind myself that right like yo sis protect your fucking energy stop letting these raggedy ass people have fucking access to you and then wonder why you be feeling raggedy ass energy like bitch it's you it's you it's you it's you it's not them it's you it's you because you could go ahead and dead that shit real quick but you'd be trying to like oh <laughs> maybe they're growing no bitch they ain't grown no 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 stop trying to be the bigger fucking person bitch you barely five feet stop trying to be the bigger person okay let, let that shit go let that shit go and let these people go and i'm talking like this because i need to remind myself let that shit go and let these people go right shitty ass energy breeds shitty ass energy and when you have nothing but shitty ass energy around you you're gonna have a life full of shitty ass energy and then you want to complain about the shit no but what i have been doing that has been great is walking away from shit that don't make me happy right like when shit don't make me happy i have been amazing 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 with walking away from it and going ahead and reconciling within myself why that was a good choice Right. I recently left a job that was I mean, it was like it was it's an amazing job for some. It wasn't an amazing job for me just simply because it was a lot of time wasting, trying to act as if I was busy, um, 
not having solid responsibilities and role definition. I mean, don't get me wrong. I made six figures. Amazing opportunity to gain and earn and save money. But the money just wasn't doing it for me, right? Like, like they say, all money ain't good money. And that money was not doing what it needed to do. It wasn't giving what it was supposed to give in all the other aspects of life. And while taking a pay cut as a single parent is not what's up, Staying in a place where you're unhappy and it's really fucking with your mental health is also not what's up. So, you know, I did have to make a decision on whether the money was worth it or my mental health was worth it. And I chose my mental health, which has been great. Choosing myself, putting myself first in other ways than just financial gain. Amazing. Shouts out to me. I have fun. And this last little segment is what I am calling what I know for sure, right? Um, It's just a lesson that I've learned or something that I have realized to be true. And what I know for sure is that God is like the ultimate chess player, right? Like we go through life and we think we're in charge. We think we're making these bomb ass decisions or these terrible ass decisions, But ultimately, yes, we are making these decisions, but we are on God's time ultimately. And God is the person that is literally moving the pieces across the chessboard, right? Um, As I said, I'm separated and I am, you know, hopefully moving through the divorce process in the coming months, weeks, you know, hopefully within a year I'm done with it. And God has been placing all of these people in my life whom have experienced divorce, who are going through a divorce, who have gotten divorced, who are happily on the other side or unhappily on the other side, or whatever it is, God has placed these people in my life literally to let me know that I am not alone when I'm going through like stupid shit or I'm making horrible decisions or I made decisions that don't particularly serve me in this moment and you know, just just knowing that people make dumb mistakes, especially when there are emotions involved, especially when it's the person that you decided to marry. And I am so thankful. I am so thankful for the people that God has put in my life at this very moment, showing me that I am not alone and that there is happiness on the other side of separation, of divorce, you know, of mourning a relationship that you thought that you'd be in forever. And that you could be in a good place and it's possible that you may not have this person as a part of your life going forward and either way that is okay so shout out to all the people that I have met particularly the women who have gone through divorces that I have befriended that I'm working with that you know I my our children go to the same school or in the same activities that have been 100% pouring into me and letting me know that hey this is where it gets sticky this is the hard part but please believe that When you get to the other side, whether you reconcile or whether you go through a divorce, it will all be worth it. So that is what I know for sure is that we are all on God's time. And that is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy my nervous banter. Um, I'm socially awkward as fuck. So, you know, that won't be going anywhere. And um, I hope to talk to you in the next episode. Peace.